WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long, and you're about to go one on one with Talking Taker. Holla. Well, I'm running down the road with Barbera in tow. I got 15 titles on my mind. Seven world ones, one hardcore, and seven tags with four different guys. I take a easy, take a easy. Don't let the sound of gongs and bells drive you crazy. Lights up when I raise my hands. Don't even try to understand. The supernatural dead man So take a reason Well I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California Such a bright fire I see It's my house, my lord, burned to the floor Lost my parents, brother, everything Come on, Kane, please don't blame Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take a easy, take a easy Don't let the sound of them biscuit Drive you crazy Come on, fancy Coming back, it's the dead man So take her easy Wanna take her easy Wanna take her easy Creatures of the Night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 215 of our encyclopedia exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio. I want to thank all you out there in the Pod Street crew for joining us for yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my fellow creature of the night, by my uh, my wrestling buddy, my tag team partner. He has been on this journey with me now for six years, going strong here, our six-year anniversary episode, Mr. Travis White. Travis, hello. happy anniversary to you, brother. Happy anniversary. Thank you for the Krispy Kreme donuts that came tonight. You're welcome. Anniversary present. DoorDash. Brittany S. delivered them. 
Oh, it was okay. nice. My wife was, uh, <laughs> my wife and my kids were putting some sunflowers in some vases outside and they handed her some. So we tipped her some sunflowers. <laughs> <Good. Yeah. Okay. laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'm sure she appreciated that. <laughs> I hope she's a big fan of Post Malone sunflowers. Anyway, go ahead. Wow, what a reference. <laughs> Travis on top of hey, things. Big fan of Taker. <laughs> Yes, he is. I forgot about that. Oh, my goodness. I'm trying to bring it together, dude. You did. You brought it together, man. Well, we brought it together six years ago. And uh, to celebrate here tonight, we are still going strong. We thought we'd look back at one of our favorite matches and one of our favorite rivalries of all time and celebrate it here. Uh, 2008, 15 years ago, we saw, uh, we both ranked it in our top 10 Undertaker rivalries. You had it at number three, I believe. I think I had it at number six uh, from our episode a few months ago. The Undertaker versus versus Edge, 15-year anniversary of that incredible rivalry, and we thought we would, uh, we, we definitely had to do an episode dedicated to that here um, in 2023, so why not look at the conclusion of it at SummerSlam 2008, Inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, you know, before we dive into things, Travis, and get into it, we got a jam-packed show here tonight. Uh, what is, like, uh, why did that rivalry, just to sum up, why, why was that such a great rivalry to you? Why did it matter so much to you? Um, it just mirrored, uh, the awesomeness on Raw. Raw was Sean and Jericho and SmackDown had Taker and Edge. And they were very, um, they're just very good stories. It went way longer than anybody thought they were supposed to. And, uh, I just, the, the Joker Batman, uh, uh, ishness of Edge and Taker just steals it for me. Just the acting, the, the heelishness for Edge, uh, it's just, it's just on another level, man. It's when he really just, He'd been making those steps up the ladder of success. He'd already been champion stuff, but like he just really takes his character into a new level here, and it gets the rub from Taker. You know, it's just it's great. Yeah, it's one of the best out and out storylines uh, we saw throughout the entirety of Talking Taker. Yeah. They had five matches against each other yeah. in two thousand eight. Five pay per view matches. I don't. I don't know if that's a record in a calendar year, right. but uh, it's got to be close. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I know there's a lot of guys that have had, you know, seen an Orton had a million matches, but they weren't all in the same calendar year with right. each other. Uh, so uh, it'd be interesting to look back on that. But yeah, I mean, just one of the greatest stories ever told, really elevated both guys, uh, brought them up, uh, brought the best out of each other. And this mm-hmm. uh, what a great conclusion this was. Yeah. There's a lot of wrestling rivalries, and you see it sometimes on that Rivals show on A&E. Uh, they don't always get the best conclusion. You know, sometimes right. somebody gets hurt or, or somebody leaves the company or plans change, and so you don't get mm-hmm. the great ending to the rivalry. Well, Vince Undertaker, gets tired of it or something. Sure, yeah. his mind. Something yeah. happens. But Undertaker and Edge were able to tell this story, and what an ending they brought yeah. to it. So we're going to watch that classic match <laughs> here for its 15th anniversary. Um, and also, as a little bonus for our anniversary episode, we did this last year. Uh, we're going to answer some fan Q&A. Uh, we told you to ask us anything on all our different social media channels and even um, Travis asked people out in the real world to send <laughs> us some questions. So uh, we got a ton of those to answer. Um, Trey doesn't have Facebook, so he wouldn't get asked questions. So I had to make sure I texted him. So. All right, man. Oh, yeah. We, we got, got, yeah, we got some real we got some boots on the ground. Text questions. Stuff. We didn't get any <laughs> yeah. snail mail, I don't think, or telegrams, but... Uh, Check it real quick. No, check the fax machine, brother. Here's the mail. It never fails. Yeah. So. You, you remember when Paul Heyman had a fax machine on like an episode of Monday Night Raw? <laughs> he was doing commentary. He was getting some faxes in. <laughs> during the invasion. Yeah, it was during the invasion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's the best. He's the best. Um, 
But before we get into all of that, uh, our, our double main event here tonight, uh, we got jam-packed session of Undertaker sightings uh, here f- to cover for the month of July. I don't know about some of these Undertaker sightings. It's almost like Ripley's, believe it or not. Well, I hope it's true. And uh, tonight, our Undertaker sightings. Travis is out there looking for his guy's binoculars on. Do you see him? <laughs> there he is. <laughs> there he is. He was in a lot of places. He had quite a lot of sightings this month. Uh, tonight we're going to be sponsored by the Talking Taker store over at tpublic.com. Folks, I uh, wanted to bring that up to you tonight. Travis is representing. He's modeling the half a decade of destruction shirt. Uh, but man, there's a ton of designs over there at tpublic.com uh, at the Talking Taker store. We got that. We got the PSK, the Pod Street Crew shirt. Uh, we got the Taker Care of Business shirt. And of course, you know, we got the classic Taker Easy in a variety of different colors. Uh, uh, so it's got I got a few different ones with where the text is different, so you can get it on a different color background if you want. So be sure to check that out. But I, I wanted to bring that to everybody's attention because as part of the Undertaker sightings this month, uh, the Undertaker has announced a bunch of brand new One Dead Man shows uh, for the fall, and uh, I didn't list them all. Uh, you can find them all. Uh, use the Google machine, but a bunch of them went on sale. Tickets went on sale for uh, most of these already. And uh, he's doing the VIP session meet and greet. And I wanted to remind everybody we have had a deal for, you know, since the inception of this show, uh, or at least since we started doing our t-shirts. If you wear Ooh. Talking Taker merch, any Talking Taker merch, take your pick out of any of those shirts. Uh, you just want to get a sticker from there for $3 and slap that on one of your shirts. That's fine too. If you wear something Talking Taker related and get your picture taken with The Undertaker, we will send you a one-of-a-kind, unique special gift from Travis and I here at Talking Taker. And I believe only one person in history has ever fully taken us up on that offer. Mm-hmm. So uh, we need to hear some, we need to see some more of that here this fall. I'd love to send some more of those gifts out. That was Bagley, wasn't it? Yeah, Jeremy Bagley. Yeah. Yep, a couple years ago yep. he took us up on that offer. And then I think it was uh, I think it was Princeton John uh, it may have been someone else that, uh, but I think it was him that wore our shirt in the Thunderdome. So we sent a special gift out for that as well. Uh, But hey, if you get on TV and one of our Talking Taker shirts, we'll we'll send you a gift out as well. But the main thing is we want Undertaker to take a picture with you in a Talking Taker t-shirt. And uh, Travis, I sent you this as well. Uh, This is exciting. Public is now doing tie-dye t-shirts. So you can get the Taker Easy logo, which is a little 70s themed anyway. You can get that on a tie-dye shirt. I got to grab me one of those. Pretend like you're Mike Awesome from 2000 from WCW. <laughs> I was going to say Dude Love, but you went with that or 70s that. guy. <laughs> I went with that 70s guy. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's where our mind's going. <laughs> <laughs> but look, man, T-Public is great. You know, of course, it supports us a little yeah. bit if you buy any of their sure. stuff. Uh, Travis, I know uh, it's good quality, too. It's not cheap yeah, stuff. Man. You can you throw it in the I washing machine. I love this machine. one. This, the, like the soft tee or whatever. The soft tee is great. So you upgrade to the soft tee. You get a tank top. Like stickers, mugs, phone cases, baby onesies. I know a lot of people making baby announcements lately, some friends yeah. of the show. So pick up a I'm a biker taker guy or I'm a biker taker girl. Looks great on a baby onesie. But uh, just head over to tpublic.com, search for Talking Taker, and you will find our store over there. And uh, just, you know, I'll, we always give you the pro tip. Uh, if it's not on sale at 30% off, just wait a couple days. Check again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it it's probably like will sure. be. 
not back in five minutes. Just wait longer. <laughs> Same thing. It's not on sale. Just wait a little bit. At It'll least, at least twice a month, they run those 30, 35% off deals. So be sure to check that out. But, uh, Undertaker signings this month, of course, like I said, the one dead man shows. And, uh, we actually got a report to read, Travis, from one of the One Ooh, Dead nice. Man shows uh, over uh, in the UK during Money in the Bank weekend. Um, oh, great show. It was an excellent show. Uh, Hein Klopper, who, if you'll recall, he submitted uh, some comments for us yes. on our uh, Thank You Taker episode last year when he went mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he uh, wrote a little recap for us. It shared some pictures. Uh, it's not his pictures because I still don't think you can bring the phones in, but they're the WWE right. pictures. Uh, let me just read what he said. He said, my night started at about uh, uh, 8 o'clock as we started getting seated. An hour later, the bell toll was heard beckoning Taker's arrival. He strolled out on the Limp Biscuit rolling entrance, taking a nice. swig of his beloved Jack Daniels. <coughs> he instantly started sharing stories of him and Jake Roberts concerning drinking games and women. Oh my! Yeah, <laughs> that's why you can't read your phones. Yeah, <laughs> he mentioned encountering some weird fans in his life, from stalkers gifting him vases of blood to seeing his mm. face tattooed on a woman's left breast. What would you do if you ran into a woman with Undertaker's face tattooed on her left breast, mm. Travis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Just> walk away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the correct answer is run. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all in all, the night was phenomenal, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Met some insane Taker fans and loved hearing their favorite Takers and matches and moments. Anyway, loved the podcast and hearing different points of view from people. So, very cool. Thank you, Hein, and I'm so happy you got to do that. Uh, yeah. I heard from a couple of our other fans <coughs> from uh, Jokerius Torrance, you know, the uh, Undertaker cosplayer. Uh, he is going to be going to one of these in the fall and has never met Taker before. He, uh, nice. he he asked me if he should do the cosplay, and I said, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Once in a lifetime. So can't wait to hear about that. Um, and then, um, Travis, we got to talk about it, dude. It's Shark Week right now, and uh, as one of my heroes, Tracy Jordan from 30 Rock, says, you got to live every week like it's Shark Week. That's right. Uh, Undertaker was living every week like it's Shark Week a couple weeks ago. He was, man. This dude was in the... Where were they at? Him and Michelle. They were somewhere. I don't know. Crystal blue water. It was beautiful. And she's doing like an Instagram picture and the shark's swimming up. And she says that she hollers a taker and he comes down and basically just scares the shark away. He gives, he gives it the old ref intimidation. He gives <laughs> it. Shark. Yeah. So <laughs> I texted right. you. I said, it's too bad he didn't hit his finisher like Brock Lesnar did at SummerSlam 2002. <laughs> he F5 the shark, so... Brock's still got that one-up on Taker, you know? Always got a one-up Taker. But, yeah, he's scaring away sharks, dude. So, that's just, he still got it. He still got it, man. Unbelievable, yeah. dude. All people on the beach are like, you still got it. <laughs> be great. What a great moment. Yeah, I wish I could have been there for that. Um, but that wasn't the only. He was swimming with tigers a few years ago. Now he's scaring away sharks. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know he was such an animal lover. Um, yeah. Uh, he seemed like a superhero there. But uh, we also found out that The Undertaker is canon in the marvel cinematic universe yes. yes he is i have not i watched part of the first episode of secret invasion but uh apparently in episode i don't know three or four uh old roadie war machine says something about he ddt'd that guy off the top rope you know just like undertaker president ritson doesn't find out that the suns come up unless i brief him i fired fury okay no i'm sorry correction i ddt'd that dude from the top rope yeah it was like Undertaker level. Really impressive. 
which again we've never he's never done DT off top rope. Not but that I'm aware of. The no. fact that he said you know like Undertaker like that's he's the one in, in the MCU. So yeah, well you can't say Batista because <laughs> he's right. He's Drax. <laughs> he's Drax. So but yeah. uh so yeah, it's awesome, man. Like what is what a what a what a wonderful like feather in his cap. Well, you know? it just it's, it's something we talk about all the time. He's he's a cultural touch point um yeah. on the level of yeah you could have said hulk hogan maybe could have said hogan or flair or flair something or like Austin. that but they went with undertaker um yep. and there's a reason why they did that uh, and they didn't pick you know somebody else they didn't pick triple h <laughs> sorry <laughs> or or sean michaels or Bret hart as much awesome. as we love both of those guys yeah yeah you know the script writer um probably was a fan but you know they probably you know they I'm sure they analyze every line in those scripts. Oh, Kevin that, Feige has to look at everything, you yeah. know. So he was like, "All right, on." <laughs> <laughs> we went with the dead man. So pretty cool moment. Pretty cool moment yeah. for him. Uh, there was also some talk around Hollywood um, with Margot Robbie, star of Barbie, and this was circulating um, on social media. But turns out this was actually an interview from a couple years ago, actually, that she was doing for I think it was Birds of Prey. She did a promo interview okay. where she was talking about how um, she was a big fan of wrestling growing up, and uh, one of her her favorite guy was The Undertaker. I really have an issue with this misconception that women don't aren't excited by or don't like action or fight scenes or anything. I mean, I watched WWE growing up and my favorites were like The Undertaker, but imagine if I had grown up and John Cena, by the way, so it was crazy working with him. Awesome. Pretty cool to hear her, you know, biggest movie star in the world right now barbie the biggest movie opening right now her and killian murphy you know what a combo right there. killing it yeah. uh but yeah it's pretty pretty neat to see undertaker pop up and uh that uh, resurface uh, that clip of her talking about uh being a big fan of him yeah that's awesome uh, Undertaker is going to be in another movie, if you will, uh, on Peacock. Uh, the Cody Rhodes documentary is show- shared some clips. and uh, Would it come out yesterday as of this drop? Yeah, yeah, we are recording this before it actually came out, but everything I've heard is wait. that yeah, that doc looks great and looks like there's going to be some Undertaker presence, talking heads in that. So it just goes to show you the respect that he has for Cody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've seen interviews and I watched a lot of interviews with Cody yesterday and talking about how they got the uh, being the elite footage and Matt and Nick Jackson are in it, so that's so that's really cool that it's all you know. It's not necessarily WWE's neutered version. He was, it sounds like he was able to get the real story, which is kind of cool. And yeah, the fact that he has Taker in there is awesome. You know, Taker does not do that, even though he does a lot more stuff now. He didn't have to do that for him. You know, no. He loved Dusty. He loved Dusty, and you know, he loves the whole family. You know, so. And we I remember one of the Royal Rumbles, maybe 2009-ish or, yeah. or 2008, maybe, where he, you know, he has a little interaction with Cody mm-hmm. and lets him hit a few moves on him. And I think Let Cody's talked him, about yeah. that before. Uh, and then I just want to mention, uh, Undertaker was not at Comic-Con. Uh, I think he was last year or, or, or one of those uh, festivals with Mattel with some figure releases. But we got some new Undertaker figures announced for later this year and next year. A couple new Paul Bearer figures announced, uh, so that's exciting. No Put some pictures of that up on our Instagram. Uh, you can check those out. And uh, I'm sure there will be some unboxings coming to the YouTube channel as well. Speaking of one of those unboxings, I did one for some of his latest releases, and uh, I'm embarrassed to say this, man. I need to issue a retraction for something I said in, in one Ooh. of those, in that unboxing, man. Uh, the uh, Ruthless Aggression Undertaker Biker Taker figure, which came out, um, and on the box, it says his hometown is Houston, Texas. And 
Travis, you tell me if you remember this, dude, but I, I ripped Mattel saying, like, his hometown, it's Death Valley. It's Death not Valley. from Houston, Texas. But I was quickly corrected by Randy Turco, who said you that he was announced as from Houston, Texas during the Biker Taker era. And I just, we've covered so much Undertaker that it just, I, like, pfft, fell out of my brain. I forgot that, but you know that makes sense. That's the same time frame that Vince was having Jericho be from New York, and Benoit was from Atlanta, Georgia. You know, like he was going with like that kind of stuff in that area. So, you know, that makes sense. But yeah, I, I would have lost that on a trivia question. Oh, I would have said too. it's always been dead. We're supposed to be the experts. The I, I'm embarrassed, man. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to admit when I'm wrong, and uh, I appreciate the correction there. Mattel got that one right. Uh, so yeah. And then I uh, just wanted to end on a, you know, a little bit of a sadder note, but uh, I wanted to mention rest in peace to Draws, Darren Draws yeah. off, um, you know, a guy who was certainly a, a great character during the Attitude Era, jumped off the screen to you. Certainly, if you if you ever saw Beyond the Mat, uh, he was a great part <laughs> of that. Yeah, he's gonna be <laughs> And, uh, of course, a very tragic story uh, with his career, but also, yeah. you know, kind of uplifting the way that he persevered and seemed to always have a positive attitude towards life and, and you know, pushed through and um, and still tried to, to make the most out of his life. But uh, wanted to mention that, certainly, because he never had a pay-per-view match with Undertaker. But um, do you remember this, Travis, that a uh, little trivia note, he was, uh, along with Road Warrior Animal, the first tag team to ever face the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, they faced Undertaker wow. and Kane the first time they ever teamed up together on an episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh, I, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I you mentioned it, but I would have lost that too. Yeah, it's been it's so six years, man. We've gone through a lot of Taker stuff. <laughs> but cool that he's always connected to the Undertaker that way. Nice little footnote in history, but uh, certainly our condolences out to his family and friends and uh, sad to hear the news about Draws. Um, so yeah, that's our Undertaker sightings for the month. Um, and like I said, we're going to rewatch SummerSlam 2008, the main event here, uh, Undertaker versus Edge inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, this is again, a match that, uh, we both ranked in our top 10 for this era of Undertaker, 2004 to 2010. And we both ranked it in our top 20 all time Undertaker pay-per-view matches. So certainly a match we hold in high regard. Uh, they did face each other five times in 2008. Undertaker was three and one going into this one. He won at WrestleMania. He won at Backlash. He won at Judgment Day. Uh, but Edge got the victory at one night stand uh, in the a big TLC match that sent Undertaker into retirement. Right. Uh, and then, of course, uh, wh what happened next with all the Vicky Guerrero stuff? What do you remember from all that? Ooh, I, so cloudy. <laughs> if I remember correctly, then she started like threw an edge over or something like that, and then well, that's when they got or, married. Or, or, yeah, they got married, and then I don't know how he winds up coming back, dude. It's, I just remember that Edge gives the greatest promos and goes crazy and goes nuts and doesn't sleep and has his hair greasy and his eyes are black and he just it's awesome. Yeah, they get married. It's weird, but it makes great TV because they're awesome. Does Teddy bring him back, or does Vicky bring him back? She's mad at Edge. Yeah, because um, 
Triple H comes out during the wedding and uh, reveals that he's, he's been hanging out with, with Alicia with, uh, Fox. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. You still have the beautiful Alicia Fox. Let me just sidebar. Know him, Dar. <laughs> yes. Guy. Anytime Did you it. want to sidebar about Know him, Dar. A side dar, I don't know if you saw if NXT. You will. Uh, which the answer is no night. to that. He lost. He's he's great, man. He's doing great work right now. Anyway, go back. Yeah, Alicia Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Noam Dar. Always been yeah. a fan. Yes. Um, Champagne Supernova. Champagne Supernova. Uh, anyway, uh, trip. Uh, so Vicky. Yeah, Triple gets, H reveals get, that. Yeah, he's been he's been knocking boots with a Foxy. And uh, then she gets Vicky mad gets at him, ticked. and she brings Undertaker back to get revenge on Edge. And then Edge starts losing his mind. Like you said, some awesome promos with Mick Foley, where he beats him up. And then um, this great promo with Vicky, where they're like outside the ring. This, the, yeah, this promo, shot, like laying down. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the things we loved about this. That this was a great soap opera in, mm-hmm. in, in the sense that. Um, you know, we, we got romance, we got a wedding, we got these people playing these great characters, but then um, we, we see that this blood rivalry between Undertaker and Edge have been going for so long, and the way they weave that in, and they bring in La Familia and all this sort of stuff, the Triple H becomes a part of it, Alicia Fox becomes a part of it, and it's really hard to do that very well and to juggle that for such a long time. Um, we're seeing it with the bloodline, you know, it's a, it's yeah. a modern... Um, evolution of that uh, an example of that but it's uh, very rare and very hard to do but they were able to pull it off yeah it's excellent excellent storytelling and of course it started all the way back in may of 2007 when edge cashed in the money in the bank to steal the title from undertaker then that was really the origins of this uh they had triple threat with batista at armageddon 2007 you know where the edgeheads debut so really this thing had been building for a long time to this culmination to the only hell in a cell in SummerSlam history uh wow i believe i, I looked it up today just to confirm but i'm pretty sure this crazy. is the only time ever there was a hell in a cell match at SummerSlam. so here it is the undertaker and edge uh, we'll just dive into it. We got plenty more to say about it. Uh, we'll talk about the match itself. We are going to skip the entrances, which we don't normally do, and I hate to do it because that's always such a great part of Undertaker. But we got a lot of fan questions, some fun stuff we want to talk about here. And, uh, you know, we still got to wake up and go to work in the morning. So uh, we're going to start it <laughs> yeah. off at 2 hours, 8 minutes, 5 seconds on Peacock. This is uh, season 21, episode 1 of SummerSlam. And we're going to start at two two hours, eight minutes, and five seconds. So go ahead and cue that up. Uh, Get through the commercials if you're uh, watching on that plan, or just go ahead and pause it. 20805, you should be looking at the ageless wonder himself, Charles Robinson. Uh, button. Locking the gates on the cell uh, with Undertaker over his shoulder. And, uh, yeah, you got it all queued up, brother? Got it queued up, ready to roll. Want to go 3, 2, 1, play? I would love to go 3, 2, 1, play. Give me one second before you do that, because mine stalled out. Um. Ooh, we got Scott Armstrong. I can see him through the chain link. He's going to be our referee for this evening. Is he still there? Uh, don't believe so, no. Yeah. If so, he's like backstage agent or something. Okay. But. All right, I'm set. 20805. All right, 20805. We're going to go 321 play. So three. Two, three. All right. 
Charles locking it. Take her. Got that Jack Sparrow eyeliner going. Mm. Look at Edge. Edge, the Hall of Famer. I didn't take her the Hall of Famer. JR on commentary. And, uh, yeah, crazy. JR and Taz on commentary. Still on commentary in AEW in 2023. That is crazy. Well, JR's out a little bit right now. but uh, Edge still wrestling. Take her, I mean, hung it up, but still doing appearances. Mm -hmm. JR and Taz still on commentary. That's weird. Charles Charles Robinson Robinson still refereeing. Yeah. All right, Edge taking it to Taker in the corner now. Ooh, Taker's having none of it. Goozle. Boom! So, yeah, bringing the intensity here. There's no waiting around, no stalling, nothing. They're going for it. Like I said, it's been basically a year and a half that's been building up. Exactly. Because 2007 to now, it's just crazy. Taker's got a fresh tan. Well, he'd been out since June. And one of the yeah. great things about it, uh, I, I listened to our episode. The original episode we did was episode 140 covering this. Uh, I listened to that this morning. And I forgot, you know, Undertaker is not seen the entire build. This is all on Edge right. and Vicky really building this entire match. And that's one, another one of the things that Edge just puts him over the top for me. He did it so well was he did that all on his own. Um, yeah. And made you care it's about this match. That. It's very hard to do that. Sometimes fans get bored of that because they don't see the interaction. But when you're as compelling as Edge and Vicky and all that, it, it makes you, they 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 drag you in. You know, yeah. I love the little marquee and everything. Like it's like Hollywood. It's awesome. Really cool set. Yeah. Really cool. Obviously, they did it bigger and and better at WrestleMania this year. But this was a cool version of it in the uh, great Hollywood town of Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> oh no <laughs> doubt, man. You'd think they were in L.A., but nope. Yeah. Indianapolis, isn't it? Aren't they gonna? They're gonna be there for one of the pay views in a couple months. Oh, okay. Could be. I don't know. Rumors are Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota for WrestleMania 41. I hope they have the governor there, Ventura. Randy Turco will be there. Uh, yeah, he better be. He'll be front row. No doubt. All right. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know if I want the governor there. Spouting some conspiracy theories, so I'd be afraid oh, to, to give him a live mic. It'd be great. It'd be <laughs> it'd be fun television. <laughs> to hear them have to bleep him and stuff. Uh, Taker, you like his tights? I like it a lot. Yeah, he got some wolf pack tights. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I got the red little <laughs> devil on the side. They both got red and black on. Speaking Welcome. of wolf pack, man, I, you probably didn't see this, but Mattel's releasing some. Uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash figures. Scott Hall in the like de- Nitro debut Canadian tuxedo. Oh wow! And then Kevin Nash in like the baseball hat where he's yeah. What's the adjective? Um, yeah. Promo. <laughs> oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, they look great. The adjective? No, not an adjective. the adjective. Play. There they are. Bam La Margera. Familia. I mean Bam Neely. Look at Zack Ryder's hair. <laughs> I'm getting there. You're working on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looks good. Are you ready to give so, up on it yet? Heck no. Oh, good, good. I'm sick and tired of answering questions about what I'm doing, though. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Leg drop replay. Classic oh, apron yeah. leg drop. Taylor loves to grab the stairs and the hell in the cell. Yeah. He loves it. It's good. It's vintage, as Michael Cole would say, Undertaker. 
And, you know, this is certainly the era where blood was becoming taboo. Um, I think it may have already been. Oh. I mean, they had just switched PG like months before, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah. 2008. Pretty so. recent. Um, yeah. So it's tough. That, man, Hell in a Cell is really tough to do without blood and guts and all that. But this is a match that proves that can be done. Man, I really yep. think this is... I think this is a top five Hell in a Cell match. You know? Oh, me too. I, I don't know if other people feel that way, but I certainly do. With the players involved, the story is told, and just the way it's going to play out, it's it's definitely top five. Oh, they're just bashing each other into the stairs. Yep. Take her, go enough. straight at them. Interesting That's that they both they... got the red and black on their tights. Yeah. Didn't coordinate that. Or maybe they did. Maybe they wanted to be like that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe so. Little basement drop Ooh. kick. Oh, spear, a low spear into the that stairs. Was that was cool, creative move there from Edge. I haven't watched this match back since episode 140, so it's been a No, minute. I haven't either, yeah. I do love this match. Edge pulling oh. a no, no mercy, grabbing some weapons pulling out front of the ring. Table with some string on it. Everybody loves a table to wind a piece of string around. <laughs> they might be giants. <laughs> a deep cut. If you got oh, that man. reference, please leave us a comment. Oh, Taker getting bashed in the in the front of the neck. You know, it's like in the back of the neck. I never say head anymore. No, without the front of the neck in his face. <laughs> <laughs> the front of the neck. That's the top there. of it. I'd say it's the top, the of, the top neck. of the neck. Yeah. The, the eyes on it, the top of the neck. <laughs> I can't ever say head because of concussion protocol stuff. Oh, a replay of the of the tiny spear, replay of the top of the neck bashing. Oh man, Taker sells a good chair shot or stair shot very well. Absolutely, you know I think a lot of people think in their head, you know, Undertaker never sells, or you know, he's not good Whatever, at selling because he plays the dead man. But that's not true. It's not the case. Yeah, watch some matches. Exactly. You know, watch maybe- this era too. Yes, maybe not like in the zombie anymore. era. Right. Yeah, the character didn't call for it. Just like the fiend didn't. You know, you don't want the fiend sitting there selling and stuff. You know? Uh oh, double stack table. Double stack. Double stuff, baby. The way I like my Oreos. Triple stuff for me. White stuff, All baby. The extra stuff. Oh. Goozle. Goozle. On the apron. Oh. Good save by Edge. Whips his neck right there on the ropes. Edge corner, I don't care. Stack. Yeah, man, man. So, what do you think? What are your top five probably Hell in a Cell matches? Just off the top. Of well, your head. I mean, Sean Taker's are my favorite, right? And then, oh, golly, dude, I don't know. Probably this. Um, I'm trying to think. I. Uh, would you put Cody I, and Seth in there from last yeah, year? Yeah, I oh, think yeah, I would. Yeah. Cody and Seth from last year. I was trying to think back in like just back in the day, which ones I love so much. There's so so many. There's so many of them now, and mm-hmm. they're not as memorable. That's the thing. Oh, Brock and Taker. Yep. Yeah. So those four, and then I gotta think of another. One. I don't know. I do love the tag team one with the New Day and the, 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 the Usos. I was gonna say that, I, I that knew you like that word. One. Yeah. I, th- I tell you what, I think it was uh, was it Becky and no Charlotte and. Sasha mm-hmm. had a great one um, for women. I don't know, that tag was, I don't know, number five. I, it's hard to pick. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, I love, I love a lot of them, but none of them stand out as much as those four. 
Uh, and of course, you got Foley and Taker. I mean, yeah, you probably got to throw that in there. I mean, at least the, the, certainly the most memorable one. Yeah, without, it's without most question. Memorable. I guess we don't throw that in there, five. So, oh man, I just I, I and this was Hell in a Cell before it became a pay per view, so it's still the the story. It's it's still it, it, a blow exactly. off to a storyline. It's not right. just well, it's October. We're gonna have Hell in a Cell. So. I appreciate that. You know, right. we hadn't quite got there yet. And they, they haven't, you know, last year's Hell in a Cell um, was the pay-per-view, but it made sense for um, for Cody and Seth. You know, that was their third match in the series and turned out to be an iconic match. You know, what a heroic, uh, you know, uh, performance from Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Ugh. Head chair, watching his head chair shots is rough. Would you say Undertaker is... Would you call him Edge's greatest rival, or would you put someone else in that category? Oh, man. Him or Cena. Mm, yeah, it could be Cena. It'd be hard to, it's hard to say, not, it's hard to not say Cena mm-hmm. because of how much they did. That's true. That's but this is, but this is the feel, we talked about a few weeks ago, there's some guys who take a feud with, and it does more for the other guy. And this, that's oh, yeah. definitely what happened here. You know, um, the feud with Cena actually helped both of them, you know? It mm-hmm. helped Cena show he can wrestle and carry a big program and, and, and beat somebody who's quality, and it also helped uh, Edge, you know, prove he belonged there too. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It, I'd, I'd say either Edge. I mean, I'd say either, um, you know, singles. I'd say it's got to be either Taker or, or Cena. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think yeah, Cena was a good call. So Undertaker, I do. I love his feud with Randy and the COVID years, though. That was incredible. Yeah, they did what they this could, was, you know. That, that was yeah. a tough situation, tough time, but they, they tried to make yeah. the most out of it, no question. Certainly, the history between those guys with the rated RKO Edge. tag team and all that. Yeah. Edge, wild man, oh, dude. Oh, off the ladder with the chair through the table. Good. And again, they're making the most out of this. They're making it violent and extreme yeah. without having blood in there and without um the great thing about this is you know they don't jump off the top of the cell so they're not right <laughs> not do that there i do think they go outside i was about to say they don't go outside of it but actually yeah. i'm pretty sure they do so <laughs> never mind about that oh man edge i do i will say this i prefer edge with some facial hair mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially when he's a heel like this Edge, he looks too clean to be you know as a bad guy i'm with you it's so I love when he would come back from being uh, his yeah. time off. He'd have like the mountain man beard, but then he'd yeah. always shave it off right afterward. Yeah. I wish he'd keep that. Yeah. What's going uh, on with that? Isn't he supposed though. to be? Uh, didn't he say he was about to be close to wrapping it up? I thought he'd have a big match on SummerSlam. Is he hurt? Yeah, he haven't promoted anything. No, he he last wrestled uh, Grayson Waller a few weeks ago in oh, Madison yeah. Square Garden. Uh, and Square Garden. honestly, yeah. he had. Uh, it wasn't the same level as Angle and and uh, Cena, but where, where Taker congratulated you know Cena at the back. But it was, I mean, he said in the match like you're gonna sink or swim, and afterward, I don't know if it was scripted or not, but he grabs the mic and says, you know, you swim, kid. And yeah, I, that was yeah. pretty cool. You know, um, I don't know if that's supposed to was supposed to happen or not, but you know, it's cool. Cool moment for sure. Yeah, very cool moment. So yeah, he. I mean, his last match before that, I saw live in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he came back and did that thing, and then I don't know what he's doing. I was hoping he had a match oh. at SummerSlam. Y'all would see him. Looks like he's inspired Ooh. by his ex girlfriend Lita right now. 
Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. Sure, he learned a lot of things from her. <laughs> He's got a nice, uh, nice bruise on the side of his chest too. You see yeah. It? Ooh, that's nasty. I think looking. That's from that chair. <laughs> Do not remember his thong poking out. Oh man! I forgot about yeah, that. It's from Cisco. <laughs> oh, tell you a little baby, Jerry. Little baby spot right there into Ooh. the wall. That might be the song of the week this month. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what it's been a cruel summer for Edge here so. true that that's true wink wink oh, stairs man. again to the side Edge flung into the cell camera guy getting low uh oh like... gonna go for snake eyes oh not that way gonna turn around <laughs> oh into the pole See you at the pole. And there's a reason why he's going to be having to land on that side right there as Edge moves the stairs. Jumps off the stairs. Oh! Whoa! Panel breaks. Dude. Excuse me when it falls on the table like that. It fell on the front row just about. Yeah, I know, man. I'm not sure. I hope JR knew that spot was coming because, my goodness. Take a guy a little blood ski on his right forearm yep that's a shoot hoot yeah I just said there's no blood in this match but there it is there's no working blood <laughs> shoot blood yeah JR I mean JR about put his eye goodness. out goodness how did it not how did I mean he's watching the monitor too you're not supposed to watch the ring he knew what I was going to man he had a rough few weeks man he just got moved to Smackdown without his knowledge or consent or anything yeah. and then he almost got decapitated oh yeah Lillian got her leg up like she's ready to hop hop over <laughs> Taylor looks dazed well I should be he just got speared through the cell alright Indianapolis is this the Ford Fieldhouse where is this ah uh, this is the Canseco Fieldhouse Canseco Fieldhouse That's yeah right. Jose Jose, 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 Jose. Is that who's in after? Jose, Jose Canseco? Canseco? Yeah, for sure. Right, here, here he is. Double champion right there. Oh, Taker. Taking the monitor out. About to hit him. Ooh! Ooh he almost hit somebody in the front row with that. Exactly. I'll just never not remember when Brock threw that car door and it hit the front <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> Front row. You can't tell Brock Lesnar oh. what to do. He's an un, uncaged animal. Dude, I'm excited you're going to get to see him and Cody at SummerSlam. Yeah, I hope days. they tear it up. It'll be hard I to love, top Roman and Brock from last, last year, year, though. Yeah. I love Brock and Cody. I love what's going on. All right. Got three tables, three announce tables. Edge is going to do what he does best. Run across him. One, two. Spear oh! through the third. Spear what a spot. That was awesome. I that spot. I love that spot. Every time. It yeah. ne- that never gets old to me. I tell you what is, uh, I don't want to say it's getting old, but it's being used literally every week is someone going through an announce table. I would love to see a counter. Uh, it's in SmackDown Raw or NXT. <laughs> I'm serious. It's been literally months where I think every week somebody 
goes through the announce table. It's That's crazy. Stupid. Yeah. Oh, here's a fun fact for you, current generation. Do you know that Dominic Mysterio last week is the first wrestler to ever main event Raw, NXT, and SmackDown the same week? Can you imagine oh, that... saying that a year <laughs> yeah. ago? I know. I know. Isn't that crazy, man? Takers, put him up. Put him up. Hands up. No, oh, he's looking wasted. Selling so well. That's a big spear. But look, he's, spot. He's, he's the one first. getting up first. That, that just shows you um, that Edge is going to have to bring it even more uh, if he wants yep. to take out your taker out. And the blood from his forearm has caught one of uh, Michael Cole's papers. Oh, no. <laughs> attached it to it. Oh, no. And just fell off. So what, Cole and King are on old, old Nat King Cole on Raw. <laughs> King with his sweater. King Cole. His rhinestone sweater. <laughs> yeah, like a rhinestone cowboy, man. Especially called him and JR together. The Rhinestone Cowboys. The Rhinestone Cowboys. Yeehaw. Tager. Just slugging it. Foe and Soup Bones, man. Yeah. Soup Bones. And this is great, no man. These guys are bringing the intensity here. Yeah. Really are. As they go back inside the cell. Yeah. I think this is one where it's not false count anywhere. You know, they change the rules. Yeah. Every Hell in a to Cell suit match. suit the storyline. Yeah. yeah. I think this one has to go down in the ring. Now, let's while we're at Hell in a Cell, what are some underwhelming Hell in a Cells that jump? I know there are some, a lot, but what are some that just uh, top, like, quick spitfire, like, oh, top man. of your mind? First one that comes to my mind is Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Just went, like, 45 it like minutes. Yeah, it, it felt like, like 80, 85 minutes. Director cut. <laughs> <laughs> it did not need to be. Then probably the year before, Triple H and Kevin Nash, just like, oh, my gosh, man. Chill out, Hunter. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, boss man? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah super yeah. underwhelming. Uh, super duper underwhelming. And I'd say Punk and Taker. Just yeah, that Punk and Taker like, one was a disappointment. No doubt. It was like no literally doubt. seven minutes long. Like it was, it was so, it could have been so. Now this is a callback right here to Armageddon. Of exactly. Here. Yes. And that's what right. kind of makes this yeah. match so cool. There are so many little things and callbacks in this match. Well, I haven't pointed any of them out to that one, but I'm just saying. Uh, well, know, I think this is really where great. it starts with that. There's going to yeah. be like a little series of things that are callback to their various matches. But Edge just took a yeah. a uh, camera and he and he nailed a uh, like like a VHS camera, like your your dad used to have at Christmas. Or oh something. yeah, Stereo City, man. <laughs> yeah, Radio Shack, 1987. But yeah, wasn't he disguised as a cameraman at the at at, Undertaker and Batista? It was Hell Batista, in yeah, exactly. He was the cameraman, hit him, and uh, that's how we got there. So good little call back there. Uh, I also see him punking Ryback. Disappointing Hell in a Cell. I was at at Hell in a Cell in Atlanta, October two thousand twelve. Golly, that we're was there. the main event. Always, it's like six that. minutes long. <laughs> yeah, and then. Brad Maddox had something to do with it. Yeah, right? he was the screw job referee. Yeah. Next month, the I Shield that debuted. Was. That would have been cool if I was there for that. But nope, I got to see him punking right back. Yeah. Next month, three guys that would change the business for yeah. the next decade. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Three guys that are still on freaking top. Could you have yeah, a bigger doing... disparity between just <laughs> <laughs> right there? Uh, oh, oh, the low, low. That's Death a callback. Valley shot. 
Oh, Undertaker is Taking convulsing. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> he ain't nailed it. I read allegedly that AEW told people not to convulse anymore in the ring or something like that. Ah, uh, yeah, who knows? yeah. Just because it seems too real. <laughs> Probably good. I mean, nobody convulsed better than Devon, though. He's the best. Oh, yeah. It's his signature. Yeah. Oh, Edge. Uh, edge Cushion, right? Cushion. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. DDT. Impaler or DDT. Was that's what we'll call it. Sure. Exactly. That's who we learned it from. Exactly. And yeah, it's cool. You know, Undertaker and Edge's story, you know, you could trace it all the way back to the Ministry of Darkness. The Brood, yeah. The Brood was in there. And then. Ooh, uh, sit up. I loved when Taker and Kane were facing Edge and Christian like every week on Raw and just yeah. murdering them with last rides. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, they had a tag team title match on pay per view, three way with uh, the Dudley Boys, I think. Tables match. Right. Yep. No way out. No, that was not the yeah, way out. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. 2001. All right. Take last her. ride. Going for a last ride. Pulls that thong up. Oh, spear. Spear from Edge. One, two. Scott Armstrong, who I used to watch on WCW Saturday night. Yes, sir. Brothers. Armstrong brothers. Uh, little, little six shooters in the back of their pants. <laughs> so good. I think because one of them was in the Young Pistols tag team in like the early 90s and they just never changed their tights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read an interview this week. I think it was on Road Dogs podcast. He said something about um, he wishes that uh, Brad Armstrong could have wrestled Randy Orton. Uh, oh, wow. They're just both so freaking smooth in the ring. And I, I would, you know, I would agree with that. That would have been awesome. I love me or a good, good to see. Brad Armstrong match. We're good to see Barry Windham and Randy. That would have been awesome, too. Mm. Just Barry Windham and Brad Armstrong are just so freaking smooth. Yeah, and dude. obviously Randy is. Stalker Ugh. versus Randy Orton would have been great. Flats <laughs> <laughs> right out of the corner. One. It's two. It's no. Kick out. Speaking of that, the Mattel's making an executioner figure. It's going to be released. Yeah. <laughs> Finally upgrade your one from that. I pack. can. That's right. <laughs> I'll definitely get it for sure. Yeah, you will. Um, uh, rank the Spears, Travis. Edge, Roman, or Goldberg? Goldberg's one. Edge is two. Roman's three. Wow. Okay. Okay. I do like Roman's has gotten better. Mm-hmm. You want to rank my least favorite Spears? You want to go for that? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You do it. Rhino. Where you put Rhino in that top four? <clears throat> Goldberg, Rhino, Oof. Edge, um, Roman. Roman. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Worst Spears. Yeah, give me that. Uh, Bob Lashley sucks. Yeah. Spears sucks. Yeah. Big Shows is the <laughs> worst. The absolute dirt worst I've ever seen. So these are not in order because I'll take Bobby's over over Big Show's any day. Yes. Um, oh, oh. something magic. Edgematic. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the stairs. Undertaker's going for a for tombstone. People, maybe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Huge. Um, I bet Edge loves Ariam. Actually. He does. Um, Christian was pretty bad at spearing, even though he should have been better because he's best friends with Edge. But um, I think he still does it. Yeah, yeah it's he not does. great. It's yeah. not that great though. Um, but yeah, Big Shows is the dirt worst, and Bobby just stands out because Bobby still does it, and it just it looks, it's just bad. Now, all right, here we go. Who takes? Who receives Spears? 
the best. Oh, I mean, first one comes to my mind is The Rock taking it from Rhino, taking the gore from Rhino. That's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Goldberg had some people took some nasty ones from Goldberg. I just because <laughs> it was a shoot. Yeah, exactly. I can't that think one for of. Kiwi, dude? Remember that one? Oh uh, yeah. Kiwi bounces off the ropes. Yes. <laughs> That's a six beer. Yes, it is. It is. Roster man, Do- nobody takes one like Dolph Ziggler. Ah, Dolph's the best seller. Like period. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. These guys are tired, wasted, slugging at it. Edge took a wicked one when, well, so bad he broke his sh- or ripped his shoulder out of socket. When Edge came back in 2020 mm. at the Royal Rumble, Edge That's took right. one. That's the first thing or one of the first things Edge did, and he hit AJ and it separated his shoulder. Oh, so Edge just went for old school. Which we, you know, we hey, really don't yeah. ever see anybody do. We, we've seen people do tombstones. You don't see people go for old school, and I guess that's why. Yeah. Take her, t- took him to school. Gave him some, away with it. <laughs> gave him some after school detention right there. Pop up BDT, Undertaker's time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, two, two tables. Two tables. And so I think that's kind of a throwback to their TLC match, to yeah. a similar spot that we saw. You know, Undertaker went through two tables there and that's how edge got the victory there again what yeah Undertaker went off the ladder <laughs> through two tables to the outside right. yeah. I well, think that's I the craziest like bump he's ever taken I think that's people don't talk about that enough but we talk about the ones he gave other people but that's probably the biggest one he ever took I think you're right remember the flares bump from TLC dude absolutely they Great were TLC match. Yeah. oh yeah terrifying He'd probably do that right now if you asked him to. Oh, take your spear. Oh, well, right. How do you rank that spear? That was all right. It was Better not than bad. Bobby's big shows. <laughs> yeah, dude, a gore, man. Nothing. There's nothing like a gore, though, from Rhino. Gore. When gore. Rhino gores himself into the shopping cart at Backlash 2001. That might be the best spear of all time. The, when he gores Jericho through the Tron SmackDown, so good. Undertaker just took a selfie with the uh, camera right he did. there. <laughs> he did. He's like, he's like Logan Paul trying to vlog the. Uh, <laughs> he just broke the lens off the camera too. I'm excited you guys get to see Logan Paul and Ricochet. We got to see Logan last year this year with uh, Miz, and it was way exceeded my expectations. I think it was and the Ricochet. match of the night. Besides, maybe besides the main event, but yeah. Yeah. As the kids say, that match may slap. I hope when I'm done break their neck, dude. Yeah, me too. Concerto, he laid it in on that one. Bloodied his back. Ooh, cut him wide open with it. Blood. All right, Edge is dead. And so Edge is really like, he is paying for all of his sins. Yeah. He has just been (laughs) the dirtiest, nastiest heel, not just in this feud, but like throughout SmackDown and really for years since he's been the radar superstar. And this is the big comeuppance. And that's not going to be a kick out after that tombstone. No. No. That tombstone was wild. The concerto was wild. That was a that was an exclamation point. That's so good, man. Kudos to those guys. We're telling a, a great story. Dominant victory there from Undertaker. So good. And that's how you wrap up a story. Yeah. That's it's fantastic, man. Definitive, clear cut. The babyface wins. The heel gets to come up. It's. And, and even La Familia, Familia appreciates it. Bam Neely, SummerSlam main eventer right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's in the SummerSlam main event. He is. 
Hawkins and Ryder on their podcast, they always say they main evented WrestleMania 24. Absolutely, they did. <laughs> yeah, they came out. A little run in. They were important. Piece of that. Sure. Yeah. It took some good bumps. Best supporting actor. That's important. Yeah. You need it that. It is. Yep. You need supporting actors in the storyline. Look at the wreckage, the carnage, the tables, yeah. the chairs, the ladders. It's everywhere. Just like a tornado went through. Take her that BSK tattoo. Stumbling and bumbling like he's Main event. just drank a bottle of Jack Daniels. Now, this was not for a title, right? It was not. Yeah, how about that? So that main evented the show. That's my point. Exactly. Not for a title, still main evented the show because the story was so important. And that's what you see. I mean, there are times when the story is more important. You see that a lot right now with the bloodline. Uh-oh. Sometimes the title is not as important as the story. Wait a second. Oh, Taker's like I don't like what I'm seeing. Edge saw or Taker saw Edge still moving. Edge, yeah, you he's like, "Wait a minute, I killed brother. you." Oh no, Scott Armstrong is upset. Taker's back in there. Scott, you should uh, you should not be here right now. Yeah. I'm Taker setting up a ladder. What could that be about? I don't know, man. It's getting wild in his old age. Yeah, Scott, you better uh, you should go back to WCW Saturday night real quick. <coughs> Little yeah. intimidation. Mm-hmm. Undertaker gonna put him up. Lita, oh, <laughs> little sneak peek right there. Taz has no clue. Ladder. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, I don't have the subtitles on. Uh oh. The. Can chatter, can chatter, can ladder toe. Grab a <laughs> That's ladder. what he's going for. A little good housekeeping right here. Oh, I tell you what, that's a fun match. Good housekeeping. Does great I don't care match. Who you are. Yeah. Sports should, entertainment. I should do another one. What did you think of the uh, Viking death match or whatever that was? Man, I still haven't seen it because Hulu cut it out and I didn't get to see what? it live, so I want to go back and watch it. Yeah. How Hulu. did they cut that out? I know, man. I've heard great things about it, and I want to watch oh, it. I think you'll love so, it. Yeah, I'm going to. I just haven't got a chance to see it. I usually get a chance to watch Raw live. I did not get to that night. so mm. It's probably on YouTube or something. Yeah, I'm sure I can find it. I just haven't had it a second to. Now you're going to hell. hell. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Screen's a funkin It's just got a filter on the screen. Yeah, Snapchat filter came on. <laughs> he's an innovator, man. He is, man. He had a selfie earlier. Now he's got the Snapchat filter. All and yeah. these different visuals from his history. Yep. The crosses, the thrones, the, the little... Judgment the little Day girls, girls shining. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Flame and Taker. Yep. Next. Oh, Chuck Slam. Oh! Through the ring. Ring. I mean, what a what a statement to yeah. make. Anytime they do that, something like that, that's going to get a huge pop out of the crowd. What a cool moment. Oh, yeah. Anytime the ring breaks or anything like that. But he's not done yet. No. This is like Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, the return of the king. Yeah. Like you think it's over, and it's like, no, 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 no. It's like an MCU. It's like a post-credit scene. It that is. was a mid-credit scene. Now there's the post-credits. Just taking it back to our discussion earlier about Secret Invasion. <laughs> All right, here we go. He Where's raises his arms up. Oh, oh, my goodness. The ring is on fire. 
Edge fell into a burning ring of fire. Yes, he did. He went <laughs> into the pit, and Edge has gone straight to hell. What a cool moment, cool visual, man. Poor Edge just sitting down there baking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, Take. I know there's some gimmickry around it, you know, uh, but it, 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 that always gets me, man. I, I just think it's oh, so, yeah. such a cool, so well done, you know. Um, it's... <laughs> They didn't pull a, uh, what was the AEW match? The death match? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> With the, the, the exploding barbed wire. <laughs> hey, speaking of that, have you seen on Fight Forever, the game that you can, you they can have do like that. that ending? Yeah. That's, That's pretty hilarious. clever. That's pretty clever of them to do that. That's so funny. Man. Uh, so 15 dude, years season, out, man. How, how'd you feel about 21 of it? SummerSlam was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, dude. It's it's fantastic. It still holds up to me. Again, when you, if you look at the match cold, Maybe you don't get all the things, but when you watch the storyline and you watch and you see all the nuances and all the callbacks, that's such a fantastic story, man. And that's what I, I just can't, I can't, I've been singing that for six years. Like, wrestling is not just the matches, it's the storytelling. And honestly, to me, Absolutely, that's what captivates man. me more Absolutely. is the storytelling. That's why I can get, like, I have some friends up here that are really like upset that Dom won the NXT North American mm. title. I'm like, really? no, 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 you don't get it. Like you, you got to That's funny. like, not, not you don't get it, but like, it's a better storytelling thing. Look what's happening now. If he's bringing prestige to it, like it's, it's going to be better when it's going to be, I don't know. It just, anyway, I'm excited about stuff like that. So the story matters more. Look at the bloodline story matters. Yeah. You, you can't Matches have, are great. you can't have the bad guy lose every time you need, you need to have no. the bad guy win a bunch so that it means something when the yeah. good guy beats him especially yeah. if they're super annoying to you yeah, yeah? exactly <laughs> exactly anyway anywho um okay great man. Stuff. yeah dude I, I loved it i think it definitely holds up if you've never seen it before or if you haven't seen it in a long time now's a great time to watch match. it <laughs> i i think it is five stars because you know, i think it is too it's um and there's that's not, a five-star match I, I agree, but based on storytelling. And, and, and to me, like I'd rather watch that than go rewatch uh, King of the Ring 98, Hell in a Cell, because yep. um, this is not just the big bumps and moves, but there is a story being told, all of those callbacks and throwbacks. This is not a match you know, they called on the fly. This is a match they put a lot of time and effort into planning it out uh, and having every moment, every move, every spot matter, and it pays off. And um, like we said, you don't get a lot of great conclusions to wrestling storylines all the time. You get some great beginnings and some great midpoints, but it's very, very hard to end something well. And this one does. This is a definitive ending. I don't know that they ever faced again, maybe on a Raw or SmackDown or something, but never in a meaningful singles match again. Right. And uh, boy, they just uh, left it all out there. A great conclusion to one of the Undertaker's great rivalries. Yeah, there's no need to go back to it. That was the ending. Exactly. There's no need to write a For sequel sure. of that. It's over. Sure. You know, don't pull a Disney or Pixar and start bringing up sequels <laughs> like you need to. Right. Just let it go. Well, man, yeah. uh, we said we we're going to do a little Q&A from the PSK tonight. So uh, I know I've got some questions queued up. I answered a few of them on, on Instagram, but uh, uh, I'll, I'll reiterate my answers and you can answer them. And uh, we got stuff about wrestling, stuff about just life and movies and TV shows, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, just a little back and forth. I know you got some too, so maybe we can just do a little back and forth here. But yeah. uh, Luckily, I have prepared for such an event. The lightning round! Uh, 
Clay Daniel. He's a uh, former student of mine and a huge, massive wrestling fan. He said, favorite movie that features a wrestler. And we're just going to kind of do this lightning round style. We'll just, you know, uh, just off the top of our heads, what we can come up with. 300 with Kurgan. <laughs> wow, I was not <laughs> expecting that. Okay, then. Surf, I mean, Surf Ninja. I mean, what, is it Surf Ninjas uh, with Hulk Hogan? Ooh, that is Three Ninjas, High Noon and Mega I mean, Mountain. High Noon and me, yeah. Maybe that one. What I, about you? I mean, Suburban Commando with Hulk Hogan and The Undertaker. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta yeah, mention that. Sure. Sco- Scooby-Doo and the Curse of the Speed <laughs> Demon. <laughs> Just the Ninjas uh, in-game. Well, sure, yeah. I, I was going to jump off of that, man. Like, who's the better actor, Batista, Cena, or Rock? Well, that, that gets bounced around on the internet a lot. I, I think the actual actor, the better actor, is Batista. I think he so, showed, too. To me, he's shown more range in the roles he's taken. Mm-hmm. I think Rock is number one superstar, megastar on the, in the planet, and Cena's doing a great job. But I think that... Cena can do a lot. He's very good at improv and stuff, and he's hilarious. I think that Batista is the best actor, actual actor. I think so, too. Of all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. He takes roles like Dune, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. He also does, like, comedy like Drax and stuff, too. I mean, he can make you – he can suck you in with Drax, too, though. Like, you get that emotional stuff. So, yeah, I think he's the best actor. And I have not seen – Knock at the cabin yet, but uh, I think it's supposed to be pretty good. I think he's really good in it from from everything I've heard. So I would like to see that. Uh, Clay also asked us, "What's your favorite comedy movie?" Just off the top of your head, favorite comedy. No, oh, I love you, man. Oh, that's a great one. That's probably in my top four, top four or five. Dumb and Dumber. I gotta go. That's Dumb always, Dumber. That's my go-to. It Dumb Dumber. Has been. Billy Madison. Ace Ventura. Those four. Those are great choices. You can't beat that. I personally, I I love Talladega Nights, man. That movie kills me no matter what. That's always been one of my favorites. It's funny, but I'll take Anchorman over. Oh, I love Anchorman. I I put Talladega Nights ahead of that. But uh, yeah, I love you, man. It's probably up there. It's great. I love Step Brothers. I know that's not one of your favorites, but it kills me. I've seen it once. Oh, man. Uh, Favorite current AEW wrestler? I mean, Daniel Bryan. That's what I think, right? and I hadn't been watching much AEW lately. It's but, hard for me to call him an AEW wrestler because me, right. he's still a WWE guy. But like, I mean, yeah, Daniel Bryan is the best. <laughs> like he's the he's the greatest. I like he's Hangman. So I like Orange Cassidy. Always enjoy. He's always entertaining. I love seeing Sting. Still, Sting. I mean, to this yeah. day, Double J. Yeah, I like <laughs> all that stuff. But I, he's got to be deep. He's got to be Dan Bryan or Brian Danielson. Sorry. All right, what, what some of yours? Hit, hit me with some of yours. Oh, all right. We want wrestling. Uh, we'll go some wrestling. Anything, whatever. Uh, favorite venue for a wrestling event. Now, I don't know if this means to like favorite venue to that see we, it in or like that we've been to. I mean, nothing beats Madison Square Garden, but yeah, uh, and we've been there. <laughs> we technically have been there. Uh, I love a good outdoor show. Like a, I, I loved WrestleMania this year. It, some some daytime wrestling with, with the lights out i mean with the lights on uh, light outside and, and some of yeah. that i always enjoy that and uh i love to see um i was gonna say like wrestlemania 9 uh, at caesar's palace man that's one of my favorite visuals uh all state arena man uh, chicago mm-hmm. is my favorites a lot of the wrestlers favorite, but like just to see it here um 
Which event you look forward to the most? A big event like like I guess a premium live event. Which one? Which one yearly do you look forward to the most? I think to me it's WrestleMania. Man, I'm I'm say Royal Rumble. Honestly, I look forward to yeah. that even more. I, that one always gets me back in the the spirit of things. Even if I'm not watching <clears> hardcore, <throat> I'll still go back and watch that one. And it's just yeah. it's just fun to sit through it. I don't love having two Royal Rumbles in the same night. I always complain about that, but uh, it's still uh, it still gets me in the mood. Yeah, for, for a little wrestling Royal Rumble season. Oh, and my my questions are for my buddies Brett, Glenn, and Trey, and they went to to the SummerSlam with us last year. Uh, you've met them and know them, and uh, yeah. So anyway, um, who's a wrestler who never got their proper push you felt he or she deserved? Wow. Oh man, that's tough. That's tough. Like, uh, dude, what did you have one? I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, I'll say Ziggler. I don't think Ziggler ever got what he should okay. what he deserved. I think that he was robbed uh, from that stupid kick from freaking Jake Hager. It ruined his world title run. Yeah, that pop is one of the best pops of all time when he beats Del Rio. Yeah, I'm all oh, time. it is. Uh, so I think I don't think he uh, and he's a great hand. He's good. He's amazing. But he should have been a top guy. I think. Um, I'm not saying he's my number one, but I'm just saying just quick fire. Yeah. Uh, no, sure. Him. Um, gosh, there's so many guys that like recently like got released during the the pandemic and stuff like that yeah. that just didn't get their just due. Um, like, like that's how about Shelton Benjamin is one like mm-hmm. could have done some so much more with him. Uh, man, Dean Malenko got such a raw rub yeah. in WWE, but he's such <laughs> a good performer. Dude, he could yeah. do so much in WWE. We we talked about that on that Nitro episode we did. Yeah, like how over Dean Malenko was with that I crowd. He's one of the most over people that night, and he goes to WWE and they make him like uh, like Val Venus or something. Yeah, <laughs> they just totally Crazy. misuse him. Like I say, <clears> like a Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, like he. What he could always get over, he, he showed that he could do stuff with the fans, and they just never knew quite what to do with him. And he, like, he has shown on the indies, like, whether or yep. not it's your favorite thing, like, he knows how to get people talking about him and to stay mm-hmm. relevant and to stay in the conversation and how to be a heel. So, like, um, I hope he gets an opportunity to do that still, like, at another big company one day. Yeah. I think he's still got a lot to offer. Yeah, me too. You got another one? Uh, I got so this many. one's. Oh, I got. I got time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one's from at Alex Dorio. Uh, I got a few from me. Um, uh, I made my buddies ask one that I wanted to ask. Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't wanna, That's fine. I didn't, no, go ahead. No, I got a few. Uh, what is what's a gimmick <clears throat> match me. that the Undertaker never competed in that you would like to have seen him compete? Three stages of hell. Okay. All why right. is why was he never in a three stages? Yeah, of hell? that make makes, a lot of sense. It's tailor made for him. So, yeah. Mine, I, the reason I thought of this was Money in the Bank. And I say this because he always, he, he had a couple of ladder matches mm-hmm. that he was really good in. And you might think, like, Taker doesn't need Money in the Bank. And yeah, he doesn't. But imagine he wins Money in the Bank. Imagine the pop if you do it anytime, just yeah. lights go out. Lights um, come on. Yeah. He's just he's sitting just... <laughs> in the ring in his gear already, holding the briefcase on yeah. some big heel champion. That'd be one of the coolest money in the bank cash ins cool. of all time. I would have loved to have cool. seen that. Good call. Good call. Um, let's see. Favorite Thrice album? I don't know who that is. I don't either. 
That's one of our fans. He threw that in, but I told him I'd check him out. The Apparently, second one. They did some. The uh, the they did one. some pay per view theme songs there. Um, uh, what's your? I think this was from Joe Curious Torrance. Um, how do you think it would have gone down if Taker had actually been able to wrestle Andre the Giant? I think that let's see, Andre would have been on his way out, kind of right. It's early nineties. Yeah, I mean, realistically, if it were to happen, it probably would have been in, like, 1991. Um, okay. Well, I mean, Dagger won the title a year after he was there, so I think that Andre would have put him over, you know? I think so. I think so, too. I think, like, uh, I, I, it's it's crazy to say that, but, you know, Andre was putting people over at that point in time. Like, he was putting Ultimate Warrior over in these, like, yep. quick little matches. Because, you know, he really couldn't do much. But um, I think he probably would have respected Undertaker probably a lot more than he respected Ultimate Warrior. And um, he would have seen how over Undertaker was getting. And, yeah, he probably wouldn't have had a problem putting him over at that point in his career. And uh, I agree. It's fun. You could kind of almost imagine it at at WrestleMania 7 instead of Jimmy Snuka. Maybe could have been Andre the Giant like imagine if that was the first match of the streak like that'd be awesome you think the streak can't get any more important or huge yeah like that would have been crazy that'd be crazy all right crazy what you got what you got Uh, which wrestler do you wish never got a push (laughs) (laughs) so many Alberto Del Rio Sheamus (laughs) hey I tell you what though Sheamus he has come around you're, you're I not love wrong. Now. I mean, it, it's the same thing with Randy. I, I hated him for years, but now I, I love Seamus now. I but still yeah, can't say time, I love I still, him. I, I he so good. killed my interest for so long. Uh, Luther Reigns. <laughs> Great Colleen. Great Colleen's I mean, a big we one. Could, we for could, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip some of these. Um, favorite drink and why is Dr. Pepper? That's from Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> it's up me. there, it's but, too. you know. Cheer wine, don't you? you? Gotta go with the uh, cheer wine. Cheer wine zero these days. I really don't right, even drink soda that much, but yeah, I, I, I love it. I love a Dr Pepper for sure. Outside of you, just did. Back inside wrestling, for a <laughs> no, what's the best? Doesn't matter. PLV or PPV of all time. Of all time. Best best wrestling. Uh, I mean, you know, the chalk answer is WrestleMania seventeen. For sure, and it's. I think so. It's still, yeah. It's, it's it's hard to go against that. It's hard to not say that. It's hard to not say that. Um, there was there have been some recent ones that were, you know, pretty great. Um, <sighs> oh, anything from the last calendar year of WWE has been fantastic. Like night I mean, one of WrestleMania this year, I think was, was awesome. pretty outstanding. Yeah, uh, December to dismember, you got to throw in the conversation. <laughs> I mean, um, like Canadian Stampede, nineteen ninety seven, yeah. in your house. It's four really matches, good. but yeah. four bangers. Yeah, like Triple H and Mankind is great. Takamishinoku and Great Sasuke is awesome. Undertaker and Vader, it's their best match. It's really it's a it's, it's a good match. And then you know the ten man tag, dude, that's a that's a tough pay per view to argue against as far as like um, uh, quality uh, yeah. over quantity. Uh, you know Green some Stampede great WrestleMania. That was a really good WWE. Yeah, it's a really yeah, good one. No question. Like WrestleMania fourteen is awesome. WrestleMania twenty was awesome. There's a lot of WrestleManias that are really good. 
Uh, but yeah, I think 17 is, is the one for me. Watch Long Tommy said, if you could go back in time and attend any wrestling show that you didn't, what would that be? I would love to have been at WrestleMania 17. Um, um, I would have loved to have been at Money in the Bank 2011. Oh, uh, that's there a good Punk are you kidding? I mean, yes. that was, I was, you and I were both just huge. Like that night, I would have been, I would have lost my mind, dude. Like that night was just everything to me. Like it was so good. So being there for that would have been incredible. Yeah, that would have been awesome. I didn't really think about great matches like that, but like something like that or WrestleMania 25. Just the atmosphere, dude. Like, yes. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. Bank. For sure. That uh, night was the one that came to my head was WrestleMania 10, just because mm. that's a great card for one. Mm-hmm. But like that was like I was eight years old you, yeah. and just obsessed with wrestling. And like for me to have been at that at that age, like I, I can't imagine how excited or how much fun it would oh, have yeah. been. And like what a great memory that would be. So that's that's what came to my head. Uh, what's your favorite event you've attended together? Favorite wrestling event we've attended together. I mean, it's got to be Mania Twenty, I think. Right. Just like yeah. uh, the whole experience because as it was kids. The first, yeah. The first it was 17, one. Eighteen years old. I mean, it was such an epic show. You know, we were so into Benoit and Eddie, and you know, they they you know it was their moment to shine. So that was incredible. But uh, man, it's always a blast, no matter what, even if it's December to December. Yeah. <laughs> um. Here's uh, here's another one from at Alex Dorio. Um, uh, so you, I know, I know you saw Flash. Um, but what's, what's your review of the Flash? And then like, where is um, where where does Batman go from here? Like, are we just get? Is it Robert Pattinson? Is that like the next few Batman movies? So, or, or what's no, going on? He he exists in the DCU Elseworlds timeline. So DC, they're going to have a mainline DC universe like storyline going. That I guess Blue Beetle, they're saying technically is the first superhero, but the first actual DCU sure. movie will be Superman's Legacy in 2025. Yeah. So basically, nothing after nothing from this year mattered at all, basically, which is stupid. But um, which is why they're all flopping. Uh, and I'm sure Aquaman <laughs> will flop too, which sucks, and Blue Beetle will. But anyway, um, so Robert Pattinson's Batman, just like the Joker storyline, the Joker 2 coming out, those are all in different multiverses. But <clears throat> the next Batman, they haven't cast him yet, but the movie's called The Brave and the Bold, and it'll be him and his son, Damien, um, in it. So he'll already he'll already be in the, like, but universes. But it's, it's not going to be It's Pattinson? not Robert Pattinson. No, he'll have his own, probably, okay. trilogy or whatever. And the, the Penguin TV show on HBO Max is in that is in that continuity but, so he is gonna still middle. make some but it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. he's got <laughs> okay. Bat- the batman 2 and then they'll probably be in third one and the penguin show is in that same canon so it's all which gotcha. i don't mind that's how movies used to be i don't have to have it all yeah canon. i'm fine with it doing that but it seems a little overkill to so, me tell but... me it's that though so that, yeah there will be two different batman on screen at one point at some yeah. point so um flash was fine it was good to me, I, I don't really need to like go out and see it again. It's already on demand, which is crazy. Like it's mm. already been out for a month. That's but, how um, things are. Anyway, <clears throat> it was fine. Michael Keaton was great to see. Stuff was definitely rushed, but it was a fun, fun thing. Ezra Miller did a great job playing two different flashes. That was fun. So, again, I, I'm not going to say go out and rush and see it, and it's the greatest of all time or anything, but it's good. It's fun. 
I'm, I'm sure you will get a uh, we will get an Oppenheimer review from you next month. I know you. It's killing uh, you. You haven't seen it yet. It's driving me crazy. I haven't seen it yet. But, uh, I've sure been we'll there for that. opening night for almost every Nolan movie, so yeah. I can't stand that I'm not there yet. Uh, yes. Um. Trey asks Travis, "What's your favorite fast food fish and why?" He knows I hate. <laughs> anytime you say when we go out to eat, I always say anything but fast food fish. He knows I hate fast food fish. So nothing, Trey. Uh, how did any of those places stay in business? I'll, I'll tell you, my mom. <laughs> she loves, she loves yeah. some Long John Boomers, Silver's, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, favorite brand of root beer? That's a good question. <laughs> for me, God, dog. dude, I, I haven't liked root beer since I was like in high school. But uh, nah, I, <clears throat> I, mm, yeah, it probably is IBC. I, I did like some Barks, but hey, uh, that'd be great. Uh, more, a, more cream. Obviously, I was more cream soda than root beer. Anyway, I went through extreme yeah. cream soda phase for a yeah, while. Oh, my, my parents always have it. Always Still have it. to this day, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. And the black and the black cherry. Yeah, yeah. I only uh, drink black cherry at your parents' house. I never have it anywhere. No one else, else so. has it anywhere but mom's parents. All right, in a dream match of Undertaker versus Sting, what variations of each character would you have liked to have seen? Mm. Like Surfer or Crow, or which Undertaker Ministry, American BA, which. We've kind of done dozens before, so yeah. I would like to see Crow Sting versus uh, the Undertaker that was from that era too. Like I would like to see them in that time. Mm, yeah, but I mean, just because to me that's the same time stamp. So. Yeah, but, no, that's a, that's probably the right answer. Um, well, Crow Sting versus Taker we just watched would have been probably a better. That could have been good too. Uh, I would not want to see American BA versus Crow Sting. American BA versus Joker Sting? <laughs> TNA. Oh, yeah. Ministry Taker versus Joker Sting. Um, no, but I'll tell you, like, uh, you could make an interesting case for, like, Purple Undertaker versus mm-hmm. Surfer Sting. Like, yeah, man. you know, it's kind of fun. just two icons of the 90s, two really colorful, extreme characters. Uh, I think kind your answer. Yeah. I think your answer is the correct answer. Like that both the 97, 98 versions yeah. of, of those characters, but uh, it could be interesting to see that, uh, that variation too. You got some more questions. Yeah. Tommy said, more. what are your top three favorite summer slams of all time? Oh man. Oh two. I said, Oh two also. Probably. Oh one. I love Oh one. Oh one is good. That's a good oh, one. That's so good, dude. I know it's right in the middle of the invasion, but those, Dude, Austin and Angle? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Rhino and Jericho? Like, it's good stuff, man. It um, is. I said 98 uh, just 90... for, like, the feel of it. You know, it's not a lot of great matches on there, but just the whole vibe yeah. and just how great the buildup was. And then I said... 92. Ooh, 92. 92 yeah. probably, I'd say. Ooh. 91's good, though, because that's, uh, what, perfect and... I said Bro 91 Hart, right? just because that's like that's a tape I wore out. Yeah, from video, I think I had to go 92, 02, and 01. But yeah, 92. Yeah, you gotta say 92, man. Yeah, Wembley is so epic. Yeah. Um, let's see. And uh, Mark Short, uh, loyal listener and Facebook yeah. commenter, said, "In a parallel universe, Mean Mark stays in WCW. What does his career look like?" Well, depends. Is Ole Anderson still booking or not? <laughs> if Ole Anderson's still booking, he already said he wouldn't draw a dime, so it looks like nothing. Let's assume Ole gets out of there, and whoever was next, Bill Watts, Dusty, I don't know. 
I'd say I think Bill Bill the, Watts came in like mid ninety two ish or something Bill like that. Watts, so yeah, something like that. I'd say Bill Watts probably would have liked him. I was gonna say I'd say Mean Mark gets pushed real mm-hmm. hard in the main event. Um, maybe th- not a world title guy, but mm-hmm. maybe U.S. title guy, maybe a heavy for a world title guy, like like, like in a faction or something. I could definitely see that or him slotting him into like the Dangerous Alliance or something mm-hmm. like that. Oh uh, goodness, yeah. So, but I, I think it probably. Can they take her in Austin together? And, yeah. And rude. Oh, he has some good matches. Yeah. Maybe he's a, a foil for Sting or, or um, you know, some of those guys in 93, Barry Windham, something like that. But then, you know, probably Peter's out. Maybe he gets a little run in, in WWE or WWF. Maybe he gets a terrible gimmick. He comes in as yeah. the stalker or the goon or Bastion something Booger. like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe he goes to ECW. You know, he's connected. Ooh. He's got a history with Paulie, and, and maybe he has a fun little run. Um, get a, getting a reinvigoration from yeah Paul Heyman ECW. That could have been cool to see. Um, I think he is a success, but he's not certainly not to the level the taker. that yeah. the Undertaker is. You know, he is. Yeah. We, we talked about that a lot. I, I think Mark Calloway was good enough and talented enough to have a career, but he's. You know, he's not going to have the same career that he's going to have without the Undertaker gimmick. He's just not. And and there are people that no one else could have played the Undertaker gimmick either. No one else could have made that a 30 year career. So it's some combination of everything. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, All right. From a technical perspective, who's the best wrestler, male and female? Of of all time or currently? Yeah. All time. Oh, man. uh, So for me, I think Bret Hart. um, Yep. I thought you might say Flair, but uh, no, I, I think mean, Brett's a better Hart. technical wrestler. I yeah. think Flair's a better overall performer, but I'd say male, Gabby Brett, and female, to me, it's no question. Hands down, this girl is the best that there ever has been, and she's always going to be the best, in my opinion. Wow. Who is it? Charlotte. Okay. I mean, nobody's a better, no female. She's better than some of the men, a lot of the men, mm-hmm. technically. I think she's the best technical wrestler. I agree with you. That there ever was, will be. I was afraid you weren't going to say that. Um, no. But, yeah, I, I agree. No, uh, Charlotte. She's better. <laughs> and she, a lot she's of people so don't. Um, yeah, that's fine. They can be wrong. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> uh, people get tired of her, and she gets, you know, always getting title shots and pushed down the throat. I get it. Yeah. She's kind of almost like the Triple H of the women's division nowadays. But, yeah, it always brings it. It makes her opponents look better and um has great yeah. matches every time. Yeah, without question. All right, here you go. If you absolutely had to get a wrestler's face tattooed on your body, who would it be and where would you get it? Mm. I will tell you that Brett said he'd get Rikishi on his butt. <laughs> Rikishi's, Rikishi's face, face on yeah, his he, butt. He, he said he'd get Cody's face with a neck tattoo on his neck. <laughs> Ooh, wait. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to... I'm gonna go. Uh, I, you want to tell you mine? Sure. Go ahead. You got your, go ahead. Good figure. I was gonna give you time to think. I, I got a couple. Um, I think you could do a Macho Man. Uh, you know, there's enough like cultural relevance, or it wouldn't be too weird if you got Macho Man's yeah. face. Or I'd do somebody like uh, Sting or, or or Ultimate Warrior, where it's you know got the face, but somebody iconic like that. I think I'd go with. I said I get crow stings on my face. On oh, the face, <laughs> permanently yeah. tattooed. Just, just black, Speaking of black. Post Malone, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, is it uh, is it okay to listen to podcast at faster than one x speed, or is that um, serial killer behavior? 
It's absolutely fine. I only listen to 1.5 speed. I'm future serial killer, apparently. No, you think I'm crazy, but Wrong. I cannot do it at one, dude. It's too slow. I can't not do too it at slow. one. That's not how people talk. I don't talk. get it, man. I don't get it. I don't get, get it. it I don't either. have time. I don't have time to listen to a three-hour podcast. I have time to get to two hours instead of three. That's the wrong answer. That's, that's my thing. It all started with timing. I just don't have time. And I'm like, I can't. You need to and cut now, some podcast out. I only I only listen to that many anymore. I, I, even YouTube interview, I, it's always one and a half, dude. Oh, always. I, I don't know how you do it. I can't not. I don't know how you do one. It's crazy because <laughs> that's how people talk. I don't need that though. I need to speed it up and spit it out. <laughs> Get to the point. I don't have time hearing people talk. It's so weird to me to hear like I listen to Talk Is Jericho. Talk Is Jericho, baby, and that's what I hear. And I listen to the one. It's like. Right. I'm like, that's awful. What if someone told you they listen to your music at 1.5? I'm not listening to music though. I'm listening to an interview. It's totally different. I don't want. I don't watch movies at one and a half speed. That's insanity. Well, you watch videos, like an interview or something. Oh my gosh. I don't watch music videos at one and a half speed. That's 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 a crazy person. (laughs) That would be crazy. Yes. Yeah. But like an audiobook, yeah, one point two five or one more file. I just can't listen to that slow, man. It no, drives me crazy. Can't do it. Um, that would drive me crazy. Um. All right, here we go. It's clearly for you. Is there a guitar player in a band or solo act that got you into playing guitar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I tried. I tried to learn guitar a couple times. And... Definitely failed. Tried to play. Our buddy Todd tried to teach you how to play uh, "Smoke on the Water." One time. Oh man, I couldn't That's do the it. Easiest, yeah. That's the easiest. It's the easiest. I still couldn't do yeah. it. Yep. For me, it was Eddie Vedder uh, of Pearl Jam. Uh, That's the reason I picked up a guitar, and all of his influences influenced me as well. But I, I would be, I mean, Pete Townsend, Neil Young, Bob Dylan. You know Jimi Hendrix, all those guys who influenced him. Yeah. But I'm influenced directly by Eddie. So Eddie Vedder is the reason I play guitar, and don't really listen to them anymore. But like I, that's I wouldn't play guitar for one for Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. So that's what made me fall in love with guitar playing. I want to be just like him and play like him, and play the style he did, and play the same guitar he did. And I chose to. So yeah, that's a great answer. Now, now, okay, I'm gonna ask you: Is there just any guitar player you just love to hear play? Um, of course. Um... I I grew up. My dad's favorite was Stevie Ray Vaughan, so like that so one, like uh, I can always so go back good. and listen to him. Uh, that one always blows me away. Uh, that's probably my number one answer as far as greatest guitar players. Man, yeah, so good. Yeah, I like to hear anybody play. It's good. No, I mean sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. yeah no, I love to hear. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I only see like two bands in concert anymore anyway, but I love to see them. But um, speaking of bands, okay, here's one another question. Speaking of we're on music now, <clears throat> um, pick three artists or bands that would make like the your best concert lineup. Like, wow, for you, like uh, just of all time, that, like currently, no, like uh, not currently. That would be yeah, current bands right now that you would could go see. I, I, I I'm not gonna say Zeppelin, Beatles, okay, you know who, because that's cheating. I can't do that. So yeah, like right now, if it's, if this this three three band lineup said here's sure. our tour. What could what would I mean? Um, the headliner is going to be Bruce Springsteen, uh, yep. without question, in the East Street Band. And then uh, I'm going to do um, 
I'm not going to say Foo Fighters. Sorry, Randy. But uh, I'm going to say, you know, my sentimental favorite is is Counting Crows. And they're still rocking it, still killing it. And then a band that I love, um, you know, uh, I know you know I love them, Travis. They're called Dawes. Dawes. Uh, out of California. And they've been going for maybe like 10, 15 years 15 now. 15 years now. I, I encourage people to check them out, um, especially if you like the first two bands I mentioned, uh, you yeah. probably like them, but uh, that would be my my uh, festival lineup. Or is exactly right there. in my head. I'm, I'm like, sure I'm it is. Yeah, I was, I was, I was trying to think of something creative, but that's, yeah, that's well. Just I was going to say with. maybe you two instead of Counting Crows, but um, that I mean that would be pretty epic. Counting Crows fits that lineup more. Um, yeah, for me it would be. I mean, no one's going to care, but it'd be Corey Asbury, Wilder Woods, and then Nate Need to Breathe. Which Wilder oh, Woods is doubling so, up. He'd be doubling it up, yeah. They'd be doubling it up, so yeah. Seeing those three would be incredible to me. Um, all right, here's another good one, and I'll okay. let you go one more. Uh, both of us get to create our super band, so we got lead vocals. Mm. This could be all time: lead vocals, lead guitar, rhythm guitar, bass, drums. Jeez, just the super group. Wow, this is tough. I'm just 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 top of your head. What do you got? All right, how about who's on lead vocals? Um, like you can go, that I can go. God, we'll do that. That's tough. Like. Do you want it to really flow as a band, or like I could just say Bruce Springsteen again, but like right. I don't know if I want him rocking the super group like definitively. Um, I'm gonna go drums. I'm gonna I'm gonna put uh, I'm gonna put Taylor Hawkins on the there drums uh, and bass. I'm gonna throw out. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw Paul McCartney on bass. Nice <laughs> legendary bass player, Paul McCartney. Uh, Gosh, uh, what'd you say? The lead guitar, lead uh, guitar, and rhythm guitar, and vocals. Oh my goodness! Um, wow, vocals. I'm gonna put out. Um, gosh, so that's such a hard. It's hard, question. man. Because like, yeah, it's, what you got? How about um, I'm gonna put Bono on vocals. All right. <laughs> from you too. There you go. Uh, and then the two guitar players. Jeez. You got lead guitar. You want Stevie Ray? Uh, I, we could throw him on lead guitar. Uh, rhythm guitar. I don't know, man. That's really tough. Mr. Hazel? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, how about we're gonna uh, we're gonna throw Tom Petty on uh, no. on um. Uh, rhythm guitar, but he's also you know he's gonna throw some background vocals in there and just you know playing the band. <laughs> How about that mashup right there? That's a great one. <laughs> All right, let me go. Uh, let me go. Drums. Carter Buford from Dave Matthews Band. Oh, I think wow. he's the greatest drummer of all time. Yeah. Uh, I don't really love Dave Matthews Band anymore, but that he's the greatest drummer I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Um, That's a good pick. bass. Uh, slap at the bass, big time. Dang man, Paul McCartney was a good choice. I might say Victor Wooten, uh, guys. No, no, no. We're gonna go Flea. I was Flea uh, that bass. was my other pick. Like I was, uh, I was like, Flea ah, on I'm bass, throw Carter Bruford on Flea drums. Flea's incredible on bass. Rhythm guitar. I'm gonna steal yours and go with uh, Tom Petty as well. Uh, I think that's a great choice. Lead guitar. I'm gonna go with uh, Mike McCready from Pearl Jam because I just Mike's fantastic. And for lead vocals, I'm gonna go with not even like. I, mean, I love this guy, but he's not one of my favorite bands. But I think just. Chris Cornell, man, it's hard to beat Chris oh, Cornell vocals. Wow! So yeah, it's hard to beat Cornell. Man, He's I might so have good. to. Uh, 
I, I might have to throw Tom Morello in there on guitar too. Like he's Tom, yeah, I almost did that. One of my like, favorite I don't want, I don't guitar want to be players yeah. to listen to. Yeah, and like he's such, such that's a, a good unique, question. such a unique sound and and, and does all that. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's a fun question. That's hard, <laughs> dude. I'm, I'm sure I'm gonna come up with a better answer. Oh yeah, you know, the more just... I think about it too. Um, you asked, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite zoo exhibit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your Always the reptiles, the herpetarium, everything oh, right, reptiles. Man. Always that's the, the best. That's the one I avoid. Right. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> the Greenville Giraffes. Zoo. The Greenville Zoo has some a cool giraffe exhibit. You can go. Has a bridge. You can go walk out and and feed them. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the tongue man. <laughs> Overall, I mean, that's tough. I don't. I don't know what my favorite is. Just in general. I mean, well, always the reptiles. No all, where all the monkeys are, are always great. See them. I, I like seeing the. I don't like to see the um, snakes and stuff, but I do like to see like the crocodiles and alligators yeah. and stuff. I think that's cool. Yeah, the other reptiles besides snakes are cool, like turtles yeah. and stuff. Those are cool. Oh, yeah. there's a giant tortoise at the Greenville Zoo. It's nice. really cool. It's like hundred something years old. Nice. <laughs> that's awesome. It is awesome. Freaking old turtle. Uh, Tommy also said, rank these SummerSlam taker matches. Kamala, Giant Gonzalez, Underfaker, Kama, Test, and A-Train. Good golly, dude. Um, no. <laughs> all, all tied for worse. Yeah, those are awful. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. The order you just said is fine. Okay. Um, well, Transformer. Say what? Who's your favorite Transformer? Oh. Dre asked that. <laughs> Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Sam Witwicky? <laughs> Sam Witwicky. <laughs> oh, man. Mine is a deadlock for Grimlock, the T-Rex. I rented that from Video to Go. We've talked about Video to Go on here so many, but I, so many times, but I rented the Dinobots VHS from Video to Go. I mean, there are 52 weekends in a year. I probably rented it 14, like... <laughs> The episode with Grimlock and as the T Rex. More He's than my once favorite, a month. Favorite, dude. No, sorry. 12. <laughs> no. In July, you rented it three times. <laughs> Summertime. Yeah. I'm blue. Uh, did you see the new one, The Beast Wars? No, but it's on Paramount now, so I'm going to watch it full. There, there you go. So, yeah. I'll be on it. I'll be on it. I've seen everything else in that entire series. Yeah. So, yeah. I was waiting for it to come out. On streaming, you don't have to wait long anymore, man. Mm -mm. No, um, you got any more? I don't have any more. All right, let me see. Okay, here we go. We'll we can end here. All right, if you and I are a tag team, okay, what's our name gonna be? Our entrance music, and what's our finisher? Oh, I mean, uh, well, we did have it. Are we gonna say that, or are we gonna come up with something new? Oh, let's go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) tell the people, find people at home. Uh, we were the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Unexpected, no e yes. in there. And our slogan uh, was respect the unexpected. Exactly. Courtesy of John Paul Stout, uh, yep. guy I went to high school with. He came up with that. Uh, we were Sick Freak and Roy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tag team name. I was Sick Freak. I was Roy. Roy. Uh, these are all like inside jokes from yeah. from high school. <laughs> from high school. Um, I. Theme song was like State of Love and Trust from Pearl Jam, I think, maybe, or it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it changed. 
It probably changed, but that was always a good one. Uh, if you never heard that song, go check that out. That's a great. Would make a my great theme interesting needs to change song. for our videos. Yeah, Icky Thump was my theme song one time. That would also make a great theme <laughs> yeah. from White Stripes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we ever came up with a theme, uh, a, a finisher um, that I can recall. Um, I always thought a cool tag team finisher would be. Uh, I'm sure somebody's done it, but when I thought of it, I don't think I'd seen anybody do it. Was uh, like uh, I would get you up on my shoulders like an electric chair drop, uh, but I would like kind of drop you onto the other person like you do it basically yeah. do a splash yeah uh, but i would like come seated down and like kind of whip you down i don't know if it would work you, so you can actually pull like, it off like a low down and you like 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 so like you take you go down like on your butt mm-hmm. too and i go splat yeah that'd be fun. yeah yeah that'd be good but yeah. you always like liked the, I, the uh edge and christian move where you would like uh roll backwards <laughs> roll backwards and, and I, we all yeah. we would always do we, that we always did that I also like from No Mercy the 3DB, the reverse 3D-ish move. That was a good tag team finisher, which it never really was anybody's. But the guy would one guy would pick him yeah. up as the like backdrop, and the other guy would do the cutter, the reverse cutter. So I like that. That's a good one too. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, good stuff, man. <laughs> good stuff. Fun times. Fun questions from everybody. Uh, I appreciate everybody in the Pod Street crew for asking those. Uh, we'll try it again next year, or maybe we'll, we'll come up with a reason to do it again another time. But uh, it's always fun to hear from everybody, do a little something different, let you guys get to know us a little bit. Um, and uh, I want to throw this uh, – I'll mention this question from Randy because it will get into what we're talking about next. He's, he said, are you getting an alleged SummerSlam shaving a haircut two bits live in Detroit mm. or uh, – back in South Kakalaki, as the road dog would say. Uh, and that just leads me to mention, uh, I, as we're recording this, I'm a week away, and uh, when this episode comes out, just days away from yeah. heading to the SummerSlam with our buddies, friend of the podcast, Randy Turco, and sadly, uh, our buddy Steven Zeman of Collecting Dead Man has had to drop out due to some uh, things at work he could not get out of, some obligations. Uh, he did not accrue enough PTO like The Undertaker uh, we know him too, but um, much like the Undertaker stepped in at Survivor Series 1993 and replaced Tatanka on the, that tag team with the All Americans, we do have somebody stepping in and a big name from the podcast crew. Still sad you can't make it, Travis. But if you can't yeah. make it, we're gonna bring in Tommy. Tommy on the spot. Watch oh, along. Man. Tommy is coming to SummerSlam with me and Randy, Randy's uncle Dave. We will be vlogging. So. Probably Tommy's gonna have a vlog. I'm gonna have a vlog. It'll be plenty. You'll see the entire trip between the two of us on our yeah. YouTube channel. Uh, not to mention, we are gonna try to record a bonus podcast. Um, I don't know if we've decided what about. Maybe we might just do reactions post show SummerSlam and drop that something like that, or we, we may come up with something else. But a lot of fun content. We'll, of course, we'll be posting on social media. So be sure to follow everybody. Um, on all our social media accounts, uh, whatever they're called nowadays, uh, you know, just look for talking at Talking Taker somewhere yeah. on social media, and we'll be posting some stuff. But uh, man, that'll be throughout the month of August. All that fun uh, videos and audio will be dropping. Uh, we'll have some, uh, probably have some more unboxings on our Talking Taker YouTube channel. So a lot of exclusive content. We'd love for people to subscribe to our YouTube channel and continue to grow that. Uh, we're sitting at like four hundred. 20 something subscribers i'd love to boost it up to 500 here in the next few weeks keep it going i'd love to get to a thousand but uh baby steps baby steps um 
And then, um, of course, we will be back with a brand new podcast on September 1st. And Travis, you uh, you pitched this. You sent me a video uh, of some more classic Memphis moments of The Undertaker. <laughs> and so we're going to... There's not like another DVD for us to watch, but I think we're just going to come up with a compilation of some YouTube yeah. clips of Undertaker as a main event monster, uh, the master of pain uh, in, in Memphis, Ronnie P. Gossett, <laughs> Freezer Thompson, <I> don't know. <laughs> Lord Humongous, Jerry the King Lawler. We're going to dig up some more classic kind of, that was one of the my favorite episodes we ever did a couple of years ago. Uh, so be sure to, uh, to get ready for that one, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll compile a list, maybe maybe ten matches or moments. They're not very long, but we'll we'll compile a list, make a little YouTube playlist. We'll be sure to share that with everybody, so you can check that stuff up and, and watch it. So that'll be our September episode. We will keep rolling, rolling, rolling on this podcast. Um, uh, I want to encourage everybody to check out, like I said, check out Tommy's, Watch Along Tommy's YouTube channel at Watch Along Wrestling. He is posting a lot of uh, great clips on there. He just did a retrospective on 10 years of uh, go for SummerSlam 2013, or Money in the Bank just did. I think he's going to do SummerSlam next month. So he does a lot of great retrospectives, things like that, uh, uh, pay-per-view reviews and, and all sorts of fun stuff over there. Uh, follow Steven, you know, even though he can't be joining us, he's still posting his podcast and great content over there. Uh, oftentimes Randy is a guest on his show. Um, if you haven't yet, check out our bonus episode that, uh, I did a little interview with Mike Prue of the bottom yeah, line wrestling podcast. Um, that was a fun one. You could watch it or listen to it. I encourage you to watch it. Some great video content as he uh, unboxes and shows off some rare uh, merchandise. We take a he takes a stone cold trivia quiz. Um, I won't reveal how he did. Uh, you'll have to listen to find out about that. And be sure to check out the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Um, and then uh, just want to say again, you know, thank you to you, my brother Travis, for six years of this journey, and uh, it's been a blast doing this with you. I think, I think we got at least another year in us. Uh, I think we can come up with, uh, if nothing else. <laughs> I yeah. think we can stretch this out a little bit longer. We'll keep going until it's just not fun anymore. Uh, but I think we're still having a good time doing this here once a month or once or twice a month. And, uh, of course, just thank you to everybody in the Pod Street crew. You are the ones who make this possible. We listen every week. It is a blast to interact with you. Thank you for sending in our qu- your questions to us. Uh, thank you for supporting us, uh, for listening, for sharing. Uh, it means a lot to us. And it's so cool. I, I, I mean, talk about anniversary. I can't believe it's culminating. Um, I, I'm, I'm so lucky that I'm going to get to... I already met Tommy a couple years ago. I'm going to get to meet Randy, another uh, yeah. friend awesome, that I've acquired uh, through doing this podcast uh, that have only met virtually. Uh, now they're going to become a in real life friend. So I never would have thought or expected something like that. And that, that is awesome. And that's the reason why we keep doing this. But uh, thanks to everybody. And uh, we hope it's still enjoyable and fun for all of you out there. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys for six years of this. It's awesome. We'll keep trucking along. Like I said, as long as we can, pull some good content out thank you guys for making this episode fully loaded oh yk yk <laughs> all right anyway um you have fun at the SummerSlam. you all you guys are going let us know if you're there let us know what your uh reactions are i can't wait to watch it it'll be either late 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 that night or the next morning i'll get to watch it so no spoilies Ooh, okay i guess yeah. i won't text you during the no, show no don't text me during the show because okay. i won't uh yeah it's gonna be uh, i'll let you know if i'm can watch it live because i'll be my dad's 70th birthday party that's so. right happy anyway. birthday to chip White. yeah 
Exactly. That's a big old seven zero. So um, Taker's getting there too. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, anyway, All right. Taker's getting uh, to your dad's birthday party. He's getting there. That's why I can't do the one dead man show. Oh, <laughs> no. that's why. Thank you. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to tell you that. Your dad's a big. He loves. Uh, he loves motorcycles. Yeah, right. he does. Loves motorcycles. <laughs> so, you know, loves Jack Daniels. I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Not <laughs> love stories about the debauchery and rest. No, I'm just kidding. No, my dad loves none of that. Anyway, all right, guys, it's late. We got to go to bed. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for six years. And uh, as always, see you next month. But take her easy. Take her to you like the ultimate, like you know, symbol of of greatness in the in the WWE. And I mean, he's he's got to be, you know, uh, one of them for sure. Because if you look at in terms of longevity and longevity at the top, that's the hardest part. Yeah, for sure. That's the hardest part right. to be able to maintain it. Like to be able to be a Tom Brady and to be able to like. And yes, what we do is entertainment, but. I don't care. You still have to be in great shape, mentally on. There's so many plates that you have to keep in the air from smashing when you're out there. And to be able to do all of those things for that long, with a character, by the way, who initially, like, the dude's dead? How's that going to work? <laughs> on paper, it was a bit odd. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How's that going to work? And guess what? He made it work. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, and he-